And we're back. We're back. Hey, hi. We're back. How's it going, guys? Uh, welcome to one more, one more 39 DD. Drunken Disorderlies? Yes. Yeah, raise them up, raise them up. Who are? Who are? I think this is episode 13 or 14 ish. Yo, I've got two of my favorite fucking people helping me with this right now. Rocky! Rocky, you're a hero. We love you. Thank you so much for this. Shout out right no, now. No, seriously, 1830. 100%. Yeah, yeah, Shout yeah. Shout out to 1830. Give it up. He's trapped in here with the rest of us. <laughs> Secret wall is hard. Now, like I said, I was about to say, I have two of my favorite people here on stage with me. Stage. This, this, well, this at table stage. with me, okay? Fine. But these guys are great. And if you don't know, I met them on a performance, a live, a live play performance of uh, The Princess Bride. And these two guys are consummate actors, and I'm just a wild enthusiast. But we had so much fucking fun. I, I honestly, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. So I want, I want to shout out all you guys to Lars and Trev. Ooh. Who are like, yeah, 100%. This guy. No, yeah, because we, seriously, without them, without them, this would never have happened. It's true. Without all three of us, without really. you, None Bob. Of this would happen without all Nobody three of us. Nobody cares. You guys are so good. It was a so good. for those of you to catch you up to speed. It was a live version of Princess Bride, and uh, can anyone guess who Bob was playing in Princess Bride? I was a little guy. Right. No. Yes. Exactly. That was, Man, that's, that's where I first wore tassels. That's, you see? That's my guess always. Why can't you be Buttercup? I can be Buttercup. Yeah. I know all the lines. Actually, what was really funny is when I when I did the audition, the reason I got the audition was not just because, A, I am the giant, which was, was a big one. Don't get me wrong. I guarantee that was part of it. But also because in the audition, there's a line that, that my character was supposed to say. And I'm like, no, no, it's like this. And she's like, no, it's not, says the director. I'm like, well, yeah, it is. And she, she pulls the fucking iPad out and does the whole thing. Goes to the scene, punches the button. Wow, you know the line. And I'm like, well, I've watched this movie since I was nine years old, and I love every second of it. I've wished every day of my life to be <laughs> the giant in this film, and I'm here. And we made it happen. And yeah. ba-boom. So you're not going to let that. That was amazing. You're also the consummate professional. You knew the script better than the director did. That was amazing. I just loved it. It was like, well, uh, that's because I'm also, I was desperate. I'm like, I've never done a, 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 you know, a live theater thing before. I better know what I'm talking about or I should probably fuck off, right? So I'm like, I watched the movie like 50 times. I had it on my phone. I'm, I'm watching this like really shitty Redux version, like just barely barely coming through on my old broken like S6 phone. Like, please, please play, play, you know? And I get to it, I'm like, I think I know my lines. And she's like, yeah, actually, you, you just helped edit the script. But that's just a, an origin story for this whole, like, random event that we're doing here today. Well, yeah. you were a natural, so we knew it wasn't going to be a stretch to get some stories out of you. No, and we, we met and hung out, and I, I took these guys out with me, actually, to the booze can that I work at. Because I could tell they didn't quite believe that these places exist. And I was like, guys, college boys, come on. Let's go to the real world. Let's, let's take a walk on the wild side. All right. 
And at six o'clock, whoa. Easy, easy six, fella. Uh, Giddy up. <laughs> at six o'clock in the morning, we're rolling out of there, coked out of the fuck, drunk as crazy. And they're like, For the Dude. record, I was not coked out. I saw tons of people hit what seemed to be free cocaine all night long, but I didn't want to uh, snort free cocaine from strangers because apparently every once in a while someone dies from a fentanyl overdose. So I have a strict no cocaine from strangers rule. There it is. But uh, it was a hell of a night. I was pretty fucking drunk. I will say that. So you know, and scared. These, I was these, drunk and scared. There most are these of the courses night. where they teach you how to see when someone is lying. I'm t- I will take a. Uh, I've done two key bumps in my entire life. That's my cocaine use uh, right there. I don't need it. Yeah, just two little, like tiny little key bumps. Once was in university, only to prove to myself that. It was like the guy was offering it to me, and I was like, no, I don't think so. And then in my head, I was like, are you so much of a fucking pussy that if you do one little key bump, it's going to derail your whole life, and you're going to end up like fucking in the streets sucking here he is with me. So So, (laughs) there you go, kids. You can do one key bump and not have a problem. I've said no to plenty of cocaine before. All right, let's also be real. You can do like a kilo or two. And still pull it off. Still I mean, all change. right, I don't know. All right, you're gonna have to judge that for your fucking selves, okay? Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that I'm. All right, whatever the fuck that means. But I'll tell you this, I'm still here. I I do remember that night, and um, one of the things that I remember is how you were like upset. The walk home, so we walked home at like 10 a.m. It's light out. Everyone's starting their day. There's like parents the walk of shame (laughs) and we're walking home and you were like you were like a combination of sad slash mad at bob you were kind of like sulky at bob like bob you forced me to do all like it was like you just we parted you held it it was like you held his head to the table and was like inhale do it do it you were just squeezing his body so that he was like inhaling pumping his lungs like a bellows yeah yeah that's how I remember it. <laughs> that is how you That's how he it. remembers it. But the video footage is totally different. It's right. him being like, woo, shirt off, doing rails. Walks up to some girls like, you want to see something awesome? Grabs his flower like, no, nah, come over here, Trev. That was just the beginning. Trev, uh, we should point out, Trev's a little under the weather today. Um, what's going on with you? You're a little low energy? You're feeling some sickness? <coughs> yeah, just a little crummy. Give guys, give him a little. Aw, Trevor. Yeah. Trevor. Everyone, everyone gets Finish your shot of Jameson. It's Thank medicine. Yeah. <laughs> a little medicine. A little actually, you should be drinking Gaggermeister because that actually is medicine. It is actually, yeah. Which is hilarious. You know, here we have medicine. Eastern Europe, they have Jagermeister. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. Right. Doctor, so, Doctor Jagermeister actually invented Jagermeister. That's another little tidbit fact you can get right now. Huh. So you learn shit on this show. So I mean, uh, educational. So Dr. back, Hager, we were we were sort of so doing a, w- sorry, we're, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we were sort of doing a reboot of our origin story. We met Bob at Princess Bride. He starts telling us these crazy stories. At one point, he told us that he had 39 drunken disorderlies. Me and Trev were like, that needs to be the name of a movie, but how are we going to fit 39 stories in one two-hour movie? And then we're like, it needs to be a TV series. And then we're like, great. 
we don't have any money to make a TV How series. How do we get a TV series? <laughs> so, we, so we started to do writing sessions where the three of us would sit down, smoke a little weed, drink a little bit, and then we did two, two of those with cell phones and notepads. Trev would take notes like this, and then we're like, why don't it's we It's actually probably the same fucking notepad, to be honest with you. It might be. Yeah, the original the one, notes the might Lars be in there. Gave me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so then we're like, why aren't we just doing this in podcast form? So we started to do that, and uh, the and we're developing the podcast. We have enough now for season one, but we'll script, uh, one. script a docudrama, dark comedy, action comedy, um, based on his crazy stories. Uh, yeah, and it's going to be pretty fucking All right, dope. so that said, I've now got, one, I've got one for you. So last week, my ex was here, and it reminded me of the only drunken disorderly I got after the timeline, and it was, it's actually... Number forty. Wow. And so, this so mind wow. blown. And it reminded me of this because and the reason for this is that this down. I I chilled out. And if you've seen last week's episode, which may hear live audience, you didn't, but you, you will. Remind us. Those thirty nine were between the age of what, like uh, 18, 18 and eighteen and then twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah. Now, I was with my ex for almost ten years, like eight and a half years, and. Only once did I ever go right off the rails. I don't know if you guys know uh, the bar, um, the Big Bop at, at Queen and Bathurst. Yeah, yeah. It's long gone now. Now it's like a, a, a U-cube fucking ugly furniture for, for yuppies fucking kind of store. But anyway, anyway, it used to be one of the most intense like punk rock clubs ever. Right? It was amazing. Like $5 punk shows every weekend. It was awesome. Well, I used to go there all the time. I used to play there all the time. And then I worked there a little bit on and off. But one night, me and my ex went to a FET night there. And I, I okay, I want to straight That's this. That's FET as in fetish, right. And, I'm, not, I wanna, and I want to be a. Uh, don't make the mistake I did. I thought it was Boba Fett night. I showed up in a Star Wars costume. Do not that actually, do that. That it's actually would have yeah, yeah, yeah. flown. I would have <laughs> fucked him. But any. <laughs> No, no, you would not have. The thing is, well, maybe you would have if he wants to. If this man wants to, I feel like. <laughs> no, the thing is, the thing is, the fetish, and we're going to talk about this some other time, but the fetish community in Toronto has changed quite a bit. Um, when I started working in bars, I worked at Velvet Underground, a number of places. We're, we're pretty into that environment, the gothic scene, the you know, uh, fetish clothing. And again, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of the Marquis de Sade. You know, whips, chains, knives, broken glass, hot wax. Woo! Whoa, like whoa, time. whoa. Broken glass? Yeah. Broken Wait, glass? Knives? That's part of it? Can be. I once saw a video of a man uh, shoving a slash sitting on a glass, and then it, it exploded in his anus, and then he bled profusely. Yeah. Don't ask me. I was just. I just. It was a viral video video that was shared. Were you reviewing home video footage? No, it was just one of those ones that was shared, like. Well, because the the pressure, the pressure of his rectum squeezed the glass, and it went, it went. No, it was a glass, literally like a glass like this. Actually, bottles are made better than that. And then it was like seven minutes of his ass. Believe me when I say that. (laughs) Yeah. Check it out. Google it. Point point being, (laughs) so this is when the fetish community, this is when the fetish community in Toronto had shifted quite a bit into. What we see today mostly, which is faux fat. It's like weekend warriors, people who buy the clothing because it's cool, to, you know, to own the gear, but don't actually have a clue 
what the community is about. No, no, no. The fetish community. The ass glass breaking thing was a one-time thing he saw on the internet, okay? I shouldn't have brought it up, all right? I'm already regretting it. It was too right. much information. <laughs> Forget it. So, I'm at this fet party, and again, like most of the drunken disorderlies, in fact, a goodly number of them, the biggest issue was ketamine. And I know that K is dirty, but it's so good. What is K? It's, so good. Uh, it's, actually, it's actually an animal tranquilizer. Makes sense. They also they also use it on infants because it's very mild. What do you mean on infants? Uh, in, it's injectable. It's a, it's a, it's a sedative. It's a it's an anesthetic sedative. But when powdered and crystallized, and you rail it, it just basically fucks you up. It's like it's like dr- well, it's it's a it's a disassociative hallucinogen. So it's like you're looking at yourself doing all these horrible things, but you just don't care. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So a bunch of the issues I've had with drinking is not actually so much drinking, it's that I drink and I do drugs. And I'm also one of those guys, just like he said, well, what's one key bump going to do, you know? But I'm like, what's 12 key bumps going to do? Or <laughs> what the hell, right? And now I have a number of friends, and we've talked about this in other episodes, friends who've died from drug overdoses, quite a few, and sadly, uh, especially needle drugs. And that's one of the things I've never done. Um, my mom was diabetic, and I had to give her shots all the time, and it just made me kind of scared of needles. Even though I was comfortable around them, I'm just like, yeah, no. There's a lot of anyway. That's that's for another time. Can but I share a quick, ne- a qu- very quick needle thing? Hit One it. of my best buddies is is a, is like a grade five teacher. And he's hilarious, but he's also a teacher. He should never be a teacher. And on April Fool's Day, he got another teacher to call the intercom in his class. And they faked a conversation. He was like, yes, Uh uh-huh. Oh, is that today? Oh, my mistake. Yes, I'll bring them down right away. Kids, it's needle day. He pranked all of his kids that it was needle vaccination day. And the kids fucking lost their mind. It was hilarious. Hilarious. Needle day. It's needle day. Needle day. Kids like hyperventilating, just like instantly <laughs> crying, like instantly crying. Oh, my like, ex was like that too. She's day. terrified of needles. So yeah, that would have definitely. She'd have been one of those kids like screaming and weeping. Like you would have to drag her down the hallway. Yeah. So anyway, no needles. Thank That's you. That's the bottom line. No needles. Bad news. Unless you need them, like type two diabetics out there, don't think we're shitting on you because fuck, that's a thing. You need that. That's fine. But okay, so I got there earlier her because she's always late for everything and i got some drugs and i was drinking having some fun and she showed up and i'm like hi already i'm like here you do this big dirty bump of okay she's like no i'm like but it's already on the key like you gotta do it she's like no i'm like well i'm gonna have to do it then at the time she was like fine do it i guarantee if you asked her now she would have done it and the reason was because of what happened after. So I do it, drink four more beers. I walk upstairs to the playroom. Have you ever been to a fetish party? The playroom's like where all the fun happens. Like there's like, you know, usually a wooden cross, and people are getting whipped, and this stuff's going on. Like, it's, pre- it's pretty awesome. Trev's going to be the Jesus there. Look at how much like Jesus this guy looks right here. You're definitely it's the Jesus awesome. at the fetish So cross. I get up there, and it's it's my turn to me. get – I used to go okay, so every year and get – my date, you know, whipped into me. So if it's 13, it's 13 licks with a belt. 25, 25, 30, 30, etc. right? I got to feel older somehow. 
anyway. But this is one of those times, I guess I was just a little bit out of it. I guess a little bit out of it. I get up on stage and I start giving this rant. And I'm glad she's not here because she will, she always tells the wrong story. Is she, this she, why you didn't tell it last week? Precisely. Because <laughs> she, she always pretends like I was completely out of control and like was going to burn the place down. losing. No, it's not the way it was. I got up on stage and I made this really like prophetic speech about like, I don't want your mercy. I just want your pain. Bring it to me. And it, Probably I just ranted like a lunatic on stage for 10 minutes, but that's what she'll say, and that's why I don't believe it. I, anyway, I kind of want to hear her version now. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get Ashley back on for that okay. one, I guarantee you. Well, you. She can call it in, but anyway. Yeah, exactly. So there was a bouncer that worked there, and I'm just going to call him Muttonhead. And the reason I'm going to call him that is because that's what I always called him. And we worked together a number of times. We didn't like each other. We had differing opinions on the universe. You know, like he was an <laughs> asshole, and I'm amazing, and that was it. Like, fuck him. So he was working and I wasn't. And one of these faux fat guys went and complained like, yeah, there's this giant guy on stage making this long-winded crazy speech about I don't know what and yada, yada. So he shows up and tries to bully me off stage like, hey, uh, what the fuck, buddy? And I'm like, shut up, muttonhead. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm doing shit up here. I need some whippings. And he, he didn't get it. It was fine. So he starts yelling at me and like, eh, I didn't like that. And I knew the boss because I'd worked at this place. So I went to the office. And I walked into the office. And the guy's name was Dom. And I don't mind saying that because a thousand people are named Dom. And this guy was just kind of a dick anyway. So I walked into his office. And I'm like, yo, like Muttonhead back here is trying to throw me out and bully me and whatnot. And I guess he didn't like me calling him Muttonhead or insulting <laughs> or whatever. So he sucker punched me in the back of the head oh. while I was talking to the boss. Oh, yeah, straight up in the guy's office, in the boss's office. Bang! I'm like, bang! I tell him, like, really? Now, don't get me wrong. One thing I have to tell you about a, an anesthetic, hallucinogenic, is that mm -hmm. you don't really feel things like getting punched <laughs> in the back of the head all that much. So I turn around, like, oh, yeah, we're going to play this game, huh? Fuck you. So he tries to tackle me. I'm like, okay. So we're on the floor wrestling around, and I managed to, get, and Kareem will know this one, I managed to get behind him, and I drop a figure on him, and I hook him up, and we're on the floor, we're laying down, but I get my feet on the ground first, so I bend my back like, you know, like, like, like Mary's Bridge, like, oh. we, yeah, that's right, and I'm going to twist the motherfucker's head right off, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I just, I, I got him, I, it's locked in, and I'm doing the twist, and I can hear the things creaking, and his, his heels start drumming on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm like, you're mine, motherfucker. Yes. And the other security guys come in, like six guys, and they pull us apart. And I'm like, no, no. You sucker punched me in the back of the fucking head. You tried to wrestle me on the fucking floor. You lost like a bitch. And now you're crying to your friends. I want my meat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so at my ex, Ashley, she's left she's got her, she's got our stuff she's outside she's standing on the corner okay the security guards walk me outside the five guys who haven't been fighting form like a wedge <laughs> one guy two guy three guy blocking the door and i'm standing in front of this wedge and I'm, because they told me this is how they got me out they told me they were going to bring him down and we could sort this 
if I hadn't been that fucked up, I would have realized they were just totally lying. Because that's what you say to like crazy people. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever you want. Just go outside. It'll all be fine. <laughs> well, whatever you need will happen outside. I get outside. They're like, this is not happening. I'm like, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I start roaring like a fucking demon. I'm losing my shit on the fucking corner. This is the part where Ashley's story would be right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, where is my meat? Bring me my meat. I'm like, where's this guy? And as I lean forward, all five of these guys are leaning backward. I lean in again. I'm like, where? Where is he? And they're like, he's not coming out. I'm like, you bring that motherfucker down here right now. I'm walking through all like a paper fucking sheet. I'm done with this shit. You're fucked. And my buddy Hubert, who was working outside, a good friend of mine, another security guy, he taps me on the shoulder. I'm like, what? He goes, is that your girlfriend over there? I look over, and there's Ashley standing on the street car, crying. Because cars are stopping. People are staying. It's like Bathurst and fucking Queen. Like 11 o'clock at night on a fucking Saturday, right? It's like 100 people just like, Holy shit, that guy, that giant guy's gonna tear that building apart. <laughs> Woo! Right? I look over, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's my girlfriend. And he's like, because he's working there, but he's outside and he's not part of the problem. He's a good friend to this day, you know? And I'm like, fuck you, Hubert. And I look back at the guys in front of the door and I'm like, this isn't fucking over. Like, whatever you think this is, it's not fucking over, period. Good night. And I, all of a sudden, like, wee, you know, I walk off, get in this cab, I go home. So the next morning, we're lying in bed together. It's like 8 o'clock in the morning. The phone rings. Who the fuck calls me 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday? Nobody. I pick up the phone, and I hear this, like it's a mustache on the other side of the phone. <laughs> the mustache like, call. We've all got it. I love it, that you heard a mustache. And it's like, uh... Mr. Malcolm, I'm like, yes, officer. And he's like, what? What? <laughs> I'm like, I heard your mustache over the phone. <laughs> and and, <laughs> and he, he, go, he goes, were you at the Big Bop last night? I, I look at Ashley, I'm like, is that where we were? She's like, yeah, yeah, the big yeah, yeah, I was there. She's like, yeah, well they, uh, you know, they've called and they, they don't want you to come back because, you know, there were some problems. I'm like, oh, you mean... The guy that punched me in the back of the head and then ran away like a queer. Yeah, that was a problem. Pissed me off. Made me very angry. You know, so <laughs> I went back the next day with my friend to talk to the boss, who I used to work for, and was like, look, man, I'm sorry. Like, I know it was out of line. I was kind of intoxicated and shit went down and blah, blah, blah. You know, so he calls the cops again. It was all fine when we were there. No problem. Calls cops again, and I get accused of going to this bar with, with, with my gang. Now, it's me and my buddy Harrison. And Harrison, he's, I know he's watching this in China right now. Is this where he lives? Yeah, actually. No, he actually, I know he's been watching these. He's actually sent me an email being like, oh, it's amazing. So, yeah, shout out to China. What? <laughs> no ketamine bar stories in China, are there? Oh. <laughs> but anyway, so we're, apparently we're a gang. Like, me and this guy are a gang. And so the cops call me again, and I'm like, what do you mean, me and this gang? What, what gang? It's like me and my buddy Harrison talking to this guy in the office. And then Harrison reminded me a few weeks ago that not only were we there in the office, but we had picked up, like, an eight ball of Coke right before we went. 
and done maybe half of it. So we're in the office like, I'm sorry. I really am. I know this has got a problem. and I, I wish I wasn't so fucked up all the time. But, you know, we're sorry. I shouldn't have been here. So I don't really blame him for calling the second time. <laughs> but the first time seemed a bit superfluous to me, you know? Like, I got sucker punched. I didn't hit anybody. I wanted to get hit, but not by that guy. <laughs> this whole thing is fucked. I go to a place wanting to get hit, get hit by the wrong guy, and I'm outside yelling at a bunch of strangers, don't get laid, motherfucker, this whole thing is wrong. Like, it's, it's all wrong. And the cops are calling you. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> cops are calling me. I'm not calling. They're like, hey, so what happened? Well, I got punched by the wrong guy, didn't get laid, and I'm talking to you on a phone. So something went wrong. A lot of things fucking went wrong, obviously. And all you wanted to do at the beginning of the night. Was like, get with a belt. <laughs> climb it. up on a crucifixion and get whipped. Like a good Christian boy. You see? Big Bob Calamity. Right. Ridiculous. I love that that guy's name is Muttonhead. That's a great... So as as Trevor and That's I, just to fill you guys in uh, also, too, as we're doing these episodes, we're always uh, thinking of these visuals and be like, oh, fuck, that's going to be a great scene. The fetish room scene is going to be a great fucking scene. But I love that there's going to be a casting call for a character called Muttonhead. Muttonhead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Dude, I will send him Muttonhead. the link for that casting. I'll be like, yo, you're still a bitch, but Muttonhead, you want to come for this? Because... No one's as ugly as you. Tons of S and M casting too. Like that's great. I won't be there for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, you'll be there for all the casting. No, but I really won't be there for that one. Yeah. Well, it's your fetish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's like a lot of different. <laughs> it's like it's such as mine. It's like a whole thing. Like woo, like the wheel of awesome. You know. <laughs> I also like you. There was another episode where he was screaming. If I find you, I will kill you. To people that he was trying to chase into a ravine. So we have, if they I find you. They ran away and my friends lied. If, if I find they you, or I will kill them. you. And then now you have, I want my meat. That I love great. that. Yeah. You're a fucking maniac. I definitely, definitely have some moments. moments. I guess that's what this whole show's about. Like, I've had some moments. And, <laughs> I, you know. What's funny about it is I, I couldn't I could not grow up today living the way that I did because somebody would have shot me already. <laughs> but like I had guns pulled on me a number of times, but I've never been shot. I've been stabbed thrice. Where? Uh actually it was twice in the back and the other time was in the arm. But, you know, that's that's what happens. And actually never at work. As a bouncer for 20-plus years, I've never been stabbed at work. It was always like walking down the street, and some guy was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to stab this big guy. <laughs> you know, and the first time I was really high on acid, <laughs> and, and the guy was behind me and just fucking shanked the shit out of me. And they, they, and, well, the guy asked me for, he asked me for the time, and I was like, I don't have a watch. He's like, give me your wallet. And I'm like, I don't have a wallet because I'm a drunken punk with no money and nothing, like torn up jeans, like wallet. It was a wallet. My dad has a wallet. Like, that guy has a job. Like, what are you talking about? Me? No, not so much. Right? Oh, so, so, I'm like, oh wow. Whew. That's pretty fucked up. But I did put that guy through a plate glass window and beat him into a wheelchair. So. Yeah, I think if you can he- you listen to episode, I think, I think two. two. Yeah, yeah you'll hear all about that one. You'll hear the full story. Full the episode's detail. called The Stabbing. 
Yeah. And yeah. Trevor, I know we all we often uh, share this uh, moment whenever we talk about stabbing. But what does, based on Bob's description, what does stabbing feel like? Feels cold. And then hot. Burns. <laughs> yep. cold, 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 then cold. hot, hot, hot. That's what being stabbed feels like <laughs> if you've never been stabbed. Yeah. What's so the, do, is the arm one? Do we have that one? Do we know how the arm one? Oh, that was, no, that was the same kind of thing. I was just walking out of a party and some guy decided it was time to fight and he had a knife and I didn't. So I went one of these, you know, to stop the knife and he stuck it in the back of my arm and I looked at it. It was sticking out. Like it was like, I'm like, ah! Was it a switchblade or what? Like, no, it was just a little pocket knife. Like it, people, people are sad. Like they really do. They pull out like things you wouldn't believe, like screwdrivers and like, this is my like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, we, hey, well, shout out to our tech crew. Our tech crew. Uh, we got Jim Tooby and Kareem here from Cypher Picks, and they both just like flipped out like hunting. I don't, I don't know what they're like. It's amazing. Easy. I got exactly the same fucking. Hold me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. This is the part where Lars and I put we got? Yeah, we have we have flasks and bottle openers. That's what we have. Yeah. These guys yeah. don't even have fucking house keys. Like seriously, like we gotta be careful here. What's a weird? What's the weirdest thing or a, a handful of weird things that you've been attacked with, like as weapons? Oh wow! You mentioned screwdrivers, or maybe yeah. or, or maybe in turn then had to wield yourself. Right. One of the funniest was the golf club, and it's funny because of this. The guy came up with the golf club. I mean the ribs that hurt. Then it went over his head like this to go down and in, and I saw it, so I stepped in, and the rod went. Over my head into a U, and he went, huh, and I took it from him. And then to be super badass, I snapped my arm out straight, and the golf club went, huh, and bent back out straight. And I'm like, oh, you're getting some that's now. That's that's also in an episode too. This yeah. is like a flashback yeah. episode. But my so favorite weapon. What, what my story favorite? is that? What episode is that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like eight or something. Or well, my favorite weapon attack, anyone pulling anything on me ever, was um, was was the guy who I I swear to this day he must be a computer repairman or something. In front of the Velvet Underground, working the door, and I threw this guy out. He didn't like it. Came back. He pulls this multi-tool out. <laughs> the knife on his multi-tool is like, yeah, I swear to God, it's less than an inch long. Like it's one of these like you can maybe like pry stamps off with this thing, right? He pulls this out. I looked at him and said, man, you motherfucker, you better be here to fix my bike. And he's like, what? I'm like, computer repair salesman? He's like, what? I'm like, put that shit away before someone hurts you. Like, seriously. And the guys I'm working with are laughing like, please, you didn't just pull a multi-tool on Bob. Like, like he cranials people. This is not, no. And, and I was standing there going, they're waiting to see what's going to happen. I'm like, okay, dude, put that shit away. Seriously. Just tell me you're a computer salesman, you know, you're a computer repairman, or, or you're here to fix my bike, or something like that, and just walk away. Because I'm giving you the out. Like, this is it. This is your free pass. Yes, of course, I'm a computer repairman. No big deal. Good night, Mr. Malcolm. And just off he goes. That would have been fine. No, he's like, no, you and me. I'm like. <laughs> was, he, was he Swiss? I have no idea. Get it, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Our audience just groaned. I knew that was Kareem a just joke, died. That was good. Yeah, in yeah, a was bad good. way. He was Swiss. It's okay, Get though, because we had a it. Chinese food restaurant next door, and they used to throw all their garbage right in front of the velvet. And I don't know if you ever, like, walked past a restaurant at 4 o'clock in the morning, 
But all the garbage they throw out is like shit that's been rotting for a week already. They're just like, oh, got to get rid of this. So there's a huge pile of like rotting noodles and stuff. So I finally just picked the guy up, literally by the neck and the belt, and threw him into this giant pile of garbage. Oh, no, boom! Yeah, and he's oh, he sees this little, this little, this little like multi-tool sticking out of this pile of trash, and I'm like, nope, not your day, <laughs> not today. What about, what about you, Kareem? Have you uh, inanimate object uh, anybody, or had to deal with any inanimate objects yourself as? Kareem's got a pretty decent fighting record. Kareem is hardcore. <laughs> don't fucking, don't uh, deny. Um, for those of you who don't know, I grew up in Africa, so I've gone into my Where first again? shark fight in Senegal, West Senegal. Africa. Oh, shit. Um, That's already very hardcore, okay? Yeah. Nah, it's not, but uh, it's, it's not as hardcore as the re- rest of Africa. Me, I think the worst thing that got pulled on me was a um, crowbar. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, so basically, the oh no, actually, I think it was a crowbar. The guy had it, like, he had a long sleeve, and he hit the shit in his sleeve wow. until he got next to me because, well, the guy was, like, five foot five. Of course. Six of course one, he so. was. Motherfucker. Of course he was. <laughs> yeah. um, you see me carrying a machete around? No, I'm seven feet fucking tall. That's why. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Only Micronauts have the crowbar up the fucking sleeve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. um, I've trained knife fighting. So I know how to fight with a knife. Fun, fun fact about can- Canada, you can actually carry a pocket knife on you, like the knife I just put. Like the ones all three of us as, have, yeah. As long as it's, uh, the blade is under four inches. That's right. Huh. Yes. Uh, nice. So, and so size does matter. Size does matter it when does. it comes to <laughs> knives. Yes, it does. That's right. A somewhat smaller knife is better. Yeah, you know why you can't have mace? Because mace can actually permanently blind people. I know, but... But seriously, what's blindness... It's just a thing. <laughs> what we? happened to that the crowbar? The CNIB you? disagrees with you, okay? Blindness <laughs> is a big thing. Like, we spend a lot of money making sure it doesn't happen to people. We're like, oh, we're just going to mace everybody. Oh, well, That's <laughs> a chemical weapon, by the way. There's Geneva Conventions against that shit. <laughs> what happened to the crowbar? Yeah. Um, it ended up on the ground right next to the guy. Right. <laughs> nice. nice. So. Yeah. We should do uh, we should do some audience questions. Yeah, feedback. guaranteed. There's uh, oh, Windy City Nick is oh, here. Fuck, Windy City Nick is here again. Guys, make some noise for Windy City Nick. He's here every day. Oh, but by the way, you can't you can bear you can buy and carry bear spray in four provinces. Yeah. Yes. For, for the record, I just want to say. Um, Beyond like the core merch, there might end up being Windy City Nick merch. I feel. Why not? I feel like that would be a good. Right. Yes. Bear spray. Wow. That seems really appropriate, actually. So random. Yeah. And the ad for it is a picture of us spraying him with it. Right. All right, Windy City Nick, what's up? Do it. The question's about cocaine. Uh, and I'm gonna preface this with the only, the first and only time I ever did cocaine. Uh, to ask like, what what were your experience was with the first time i remember i was at a party in los angeles and they were just like you want it and i was like sure i am an actor yeah why not (laughs) so i did it and then i ended up taking five ubers trying to find a mcdonald's that was open in los angeles so i would get i would get out of one and be like no 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 no, it's fine i'll go i'll go on another one and i just kept going and then i found one that was open and i ended up eating outside of one of those little like like one of like the courtyard tables yeah and just 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 devouring Burgers and I thought, oh, I'm just drunk, but I didn't realize I probably was fucking railing high. You, what's your question? 
So, what was your first experience like? Okay, so I worked in a, a haunted bar with a crazy half-Irish, half-native alcoholic cocaine addict as my manager. And in the middle of the night, he wouldn't stay in the office by himself to do the cash-out because he was too scared to be in the building. This, this is all true. Oh, I believe it. Trust um, me. <laughs> I, I know. I have, to say, I have to preface that sometimes. But anyway, so one night I'm sitting there. I was what, 18, 19, drinking beer outside. And he's like, Bob, did you hear that? And I did. Sound a beer cap skipping across the floor. And there's nobody in the room but us. And it sounds like someone walking around in the dark out behind us in the dance floor, right? I'm like, yeah, I heard that. He's like, come in the office. So we get in this, the office is like this little alcove under the stairs, yeah? So he's in the office, he closes the door, and he's like, all right, so you know what we're going to do? Yes, you're a wizard, Harry. You know what we're going to do? I'm like, what are we going to do? He's like, we're going to do all this. I'm like, okay. No idea, but I didn't care. Big deal. Just more drugs. Like, there's lots of drugs in my life. You'd you know? already done some drugs at that point. That's the thing. When, you, when you're already doing acid and shit like that. Shrooms. And well, yeah, when it comes right down to it, it's like, sure, I'll try that. So we're sitting there, we did some rails, and I was like, woo, yeah, I ain't afraid of no ghost, you know? But, I, I mean, I, I was, but I was like, no, I can say that now, because, woo! Exactly. But that, that, that's the answer. In, in, a, in a stair alcove, because I was afraid of ghosts. Huge. Also, I, this is something I never, I didn't know because before coca- before I took it, I had only seen it in movies. There's like this weird like gelatin shit that you can put like. Have you ever tried this before? It's like a weird like gelatin type cocaine that you can like put in your like. It's almost like chewing tobacco. Oh, gummers. Do you know? What, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's not really a gelatin cocaine. It's just it's just mixed with uh, acetone and a little bit of uh, rubbing alcohol. So the whole thing sort of becomes a goo. Most of it's poison. But if... but Sign me up. Yeah, but no, absolutely. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Not a good thing to do. Also, do not put LSD in your eye. I mean, it, it gets you high really fast, but don't what? do it. How would you even apply that? Like Liquid. You guys never Liquid. heard the old uh, nursery rhyme? Never put LSD in your eye. It's like this. You put LSD in your eye. Just might die, so don't fucking right. do it. No, it's liquid form. LSD comes in three forms: crystal, powder, and liquid. Nick, you drove maybe around. I'm, maybe I'm telling you too much about LSD, but you drove around Los Angeles looking for McDonald's, and McDonald's was not open. Yeah, that seems fucked to me. Yeah, you know what your problem is? Actually, you were in LA. You were supposed to be. You should have been going to In and Out Burger. That's the fucking. See what problem, you right? forget. No, I probably should have been going to a vegan place, but I was like, no. Oh, what you forget is that twenty-four hour McDonald's is actually not that old. It's a new thing. But the twenty-four hour McDonald's is actually within the last like five, ten years. Period. Thank you, and W. They, they used to close. Yeah, seriously. That's why, yeah. A&W, shit like this, because they're because of their their competition, McDonald's now has, and it's only drive-through. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, Sam, what, you, what kind Sam, of show do you think I'm we're on here? Sam. Nothing but nonsense. Sam, this is Sam's first time here to the show, to the venue. That's you're from England, so yeah, you, you're yes, from I'm a dad. different drinking culture. International uh, audience. Yeah, what is, how old were you when you first got drunk? Let's start there. That's how easy. How old was when I first got drunk? Yeah. Um, probably like 13. Seven. 13. Mm. Wow. Yeah. How old were you, Bob? You were, you were already drinking. Yeah. You were already drinking 14, 15, yeah. She's British. 
Oh, we drank cider. Like, and like you'd hide it in your like you'd you'd wear those like those sport jumper, those zip up things. Those yeah, zip up, like sport All tops. Right. And you'd hide it, and you'd get like, like a, a homeless person suit? to buy it for you, and you'd give them some money, and on and off you. Why would you have to hide it? Wasn't everybody just like drinking, well, no, like in Mary, Mary Poppins no, no, or whatever? No, no, no. <laughs> you had to hide it. I mean, it's so like, fun if you don't hide it. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And like you'd put it in the thing, and you'd hold it underneath. Jumper. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was like leather jackets for the punk rockers. The inside lining the leather jacket, you could put, you could put a twenty sixer. Just in your sleeve and but just walk But it was really around. gross. Like, it tasted gross. Of course it did. It smelled like farts. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of like cider that you opened and you're oh. like, oh. Like, like drinking somebody else's asshole. That's, oh, oh yeah. man. It was bad. You yeah. Want, you want to know why I knew giving you the microphone was going to be great? Cause, because on. with that accent, you give this podcast, like, credibility. Taste. Right oh, there. yeah? Because you just said smells like it smells like farts. Farts. Yeah. I've never heard farts, so that was like the classiest way you could say Like you today. guys talk about like coke, but do you smoke weed? Oh yeah. Of course. What's, right. what's that? So yeah. So I actually like, don't I, consider weed drugs. Well, I mean, no, it's like I know a lifestyle saying, decision. Like, Either you do or you don't smoke yeah, weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. But the thing is I didn't start smoking weed like in England when I would smoke a joint, I would I I do what they called I'd whitey, like when you whitey, like all the color from your face just fucking drains and you sit on the floor and you think you're gonna die but it wasn't because of the weed it's because they put tobacco in it like i and i don't smoke cigarettes oh yeah so it was only when i came here my aunt was like no it was the fucking like you're gonna and i started smoking weed like at 30 years old because in england i thought i hated weed but it was just the tobacco so weed in canada but here no people don't put people don't put tobacco in their joints here and you shouldn't (laughs) But in England, they put tobacco in their joints, and it makes you feel like shit. That's because that's because they don't actually grow weed anywhere in Europe. What? Except like you know <laughs> Amsterdam and Czech and no. Anyway, wait a second. This is all lies. You just don't know what you're doing. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Give him the mic. You had a little white vial, and I was like, Oh yeah, you really just doing cocaine in the middle of the street? Yeah, I was like, oh, no, some of those plastic okay. spliff holders, you know, they, they, they now, they now, they sell them vis-a-vis the, the government, actually, you can get them, it's pretty funny. It looks, it looks, it looks crazy, it's like, what the, the fuck is this? It's like, back oh, it's back to Sam here, toss that back. What? Yeah. There you go. What? I just like the accent, it, it gives us credibility, legit, oh. like, our listenership is flying through the roof right now. Yeah. It's like yeah. we have Victoria Beckham or Posh Spice or oh, whatever no, her no, name no, is. No, 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 more like Sporty Spice. There you go. What? Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, what's the craziest thing that you've ever done drunk? Or, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that any, exciting, though. I don't smashed, know what you're pushing you for right something? now, but I'm not exciting. You no, 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 I'm not aggressive. Do you have a question for Bob? Yeah. Do you have any big Bob questions? <laughs> One and only chance. I know we put you on the spot. You've done great. Are you so single? No, I'm not. Oh, are you married? I was, but no, I'm not. Are you divorced? I was, it was common law, so no, technically I'm not either. Oh. <laughs> wow. do, you, do you have kids? No. Do you want kids? Yes. Do you? Why? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's really important that a lineage as profound and ridiculous as mine carries on into the next generation. And besides, if I'm not breeding, somebody else is. And I've seen those people on the street go with seven kids. Right, but that, does that not make you not want to do it? No. That it makes, makes me want, not that want to do it. That makes you want to sell like, oh, five or six of Lord. their kids to someone else and have my own. So, so sorry, you don't want to leave, you don't want to leave the generation in someone else's hands? Bingo. Right, okay. 
See, I want to put it all in someone's hands. Like, I, I have no that. desire. I don't enjoy Just them. totally abdicate responsibility. Like, no. No, 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 no. No, I take responsibility. The future is now. No, I believe in, like, I believe in Get what I can... Get pregnant tomorrow. I believe in, in what I can do <laughs> as a person, but I don't fucking want kids. That's like, they're just... Uh-oh, Don, microphone, microphone, Don. There you go. I was just saying you're so cool and you're British. What does that mean? I have to Have you seen the rest of the British right now? Seriously. Get breeding. No. Jesus Christ. No. I guess. Okay. Anyway. Any more questions? All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> England Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Who we got? Back to Kareem. Oh, Laurie. Jim, Lori wants hey. to say. Hi. Oh, hi, hi Lori. How are you doing, Lori? Good. How are Long you? Long time listener, first time speaker. Yeah. Wow. Actually, yeah, this is your first uh, episode being here since what? Since you were at one before, yeah. I was at like two. Before. A few. Okay, so I've she's like a, a she's like a vet now. But it's first time we gave her a microphone. So what's up? I know. Now that I know that you want to have kids, um, how many kids do you want to have? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Actually, that's, at, you know, I to be that's fair, that was going. I am, uh, I am like a, a Planned Parenthood kind of guy intellectually. Yeah. It depends. It depends on. No, no, seriously. I mean, it's like, like no. if I'm if I'm like broke <laughs> and living in a fucking trailer, one, you know, because like fuck, that's kind of ridiculous. But if I'm like doing well for myself and I have. You know, a career that I can afford to have a large family and support that shit and not, you know, make that a burden on the rest of the world, then like 50. You know, like I don't have a problem with that. So if I ever like, you know, become one of those multimillionaires, you better believe I'll be building one of these like castles for my brood because I'll need one. You know, be like, like Bob 1 through 12. And like, because I'm Robert Michael Malcolm II, you see. Mm. And I think there could be a lot of those, like the fifth. The fiftieth. That'd be cool. I mean, uh, do you have siblings? I have half siblings. Right. Yeah. What if? Sorry. What if your partner tells you that she doesn't want to have kids? How are you going to deal with that? Sperm bank. What? Sperm bank. <laughs> she doesn't want to have kids, though. Yeah, sperm bank. So what happens? How does that work? Then lots of other people will be having my kids. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. So they'll be out there. So it'll be. It's genetic material in the world. It'll yes. be nature right. versus nurture. And That's right. Wait for the day they come and go. Yeah. Get that phone call. <laughs> Hi, I'm bigger than everyone I know. I think you're my dad. I'll be like, no, you're not. Beat it. I, I heard this episode on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. it's you. <laughs> I know it's you. <laughs> no, my my. This girl, is gonna be. Uh, this years. is gonna be like testimony and evidence in a paternity yeah. case yeah. for Bob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My goal, now that we know that, this is good. It's good to know what your why is in life. And now one of my whys in making this podcast a successful show, listen up, Hollywood producers, is so that you're so filthy rich, you can get your castle and 50 little Robert Michael Malcolm the third and second and fourth and fifth and sixth. Also, I've always been very honest (laughs) with all my long-term girlfriends. If I thought it might be something that might go on in the future, like a marriage or a, you know, a life partner, I'm... I wasn't very clear. I was like, I would like to have children, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it has to make sense for both of us, and it has to make sense with our life. It has to actually fit. I'm not one of those guys like, let's just breed, woo, or one of those guys who's like, no, no, I don't like kids because they're smelly. No, it's like I. It has to be normal. It has to be reasonable. Like I'm adopted, right? Yeah. So my parents chose to have a kid in their lives. 
they realize we've got the money, we've got the time, we've got the, you know, we're, we're, we're functional, which is kind of funny because they fell apart. Yeah, because they fell apart, but they tried it. And, they, and I'll give them all the kudos in the world for taking that plunge intellectually. Is, I mean, it wasn't like accidents in the backseat create Bob. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, well, maybe it was, but, <laughs> but, but. That's off the record. But that's off the record. The point is that my parents, yeah. they took the responsibility on themselves to have children when they thought they were ready for it. And that's the same way I feel about it. I don't have any children now because of that fact. It's like, no, I, you know, and I guess we're touching on another difficult issue here. Yeah. Uh, the issue of, of Planned Parenthood, which also includes things like abortion. I don't like to talk about things like this, but I've been involved in two of those because when you have sexual partners for half your life and you're with them long term, things do happen like, you know, whatever. The point is I allow the woman to decide what she wants to do with her body, but I give my opinion. And I say, look, do you think we are ready? Do you think this works? Do you think that both of our like unemployed, semi-homeless asses <laughs> should be raising a child in this world? No, and I, I swear to God, that's I, I, don't, I don't. I think if more people had those those knee-jerk reactions and actually said that and thought about it out loud, it'd become pretty obvious. You know that there are times when and times when not to have kids. And I'm not going to judge anybody for making that decision, as hard as it is. And as an adopted kid, I know how hard that is because I could have been snuffed out just as quick, yeah. right? So I, it's it's a weird issue for me, and I do I do struggle with that intellectually sometimes, uh, and emotionally. It makes me wonder, but um, I also think that putting a child through the absolute nightmare yeah. of living in abject poverty and stupidity yeah. in a first world country when you just shouldn't have to do that, you shouldn't have to live that way, yeah. is wrong. And judge me if you want, that's fine. I just don't think that it's okay to make a young person suffer for your mistakes. I guess, even if it kills them. Which for, for the record, if anyone had tried to abort you, I feel like you would have survived and maybe back. you would have won the fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are, three there are three kinds of gigantism, right? There's cancer of the pituitary gland, there's cancer gigantism. And there's the third, which it looks more and more, as my doctors keep saying, that I have, which is where you, there were two of you in the womb, <laughs> and one of you ate the other. <laughs> like little zygotes <laughs> swimming together. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Not wow. too bad. Hey, little brother, can I hold your hand? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little Bob inside you. There's yeah. a couple of them, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Quato lives! sci-fi episode. Right. Last thing I want to say, of course. I, I was watching this video and I can't I can't remember who's talking about it, but he was saying that like you have a better chance of winning the lottery six times in your life than you do being born. Yeah. Sounds like something Gary Vee would say. I feel so it's Gary Vaynerchuk. We're like the yeah. strong, I guess, sperm, whatever. Well, that, right. that, the fact that we're even here is here incredible. It's like, yeah. crazy. Yes. I, mean, yes. I guess that's true if you take... I, I, it sounds... It sounds... Obnoxious yeah, like 400 obtuse, trillion to one or something. When you think about it, real, no, you life. think about how many people are fucking and how much they're fucking and how much they don't care. And <laughs> then you factor that. I mean, there's six fucking billion and a half people on the planet. That's a lot of people, right? So obviously we've been we've been scoring pretty good on the lottery scale like thus far, right? <laughs> Do you but think I know that makes sense. But like individually. No, yeah, in, yes. Right. When you break it down 
One, yes. Kareem, yes. One to one. Yes, absolutely. All set. Do you think you were also a giant sperm? <laughs> Somehow I doubt it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Seeing as it's not a thing. You were, you were a grower, not a shower. <laughs> That's not a thing? Not at all. I just assume people who are taller were bigger sperms than others. <laughs> Science, right? Yeah, when does that happen? What high school did you guys go to? <laughs> when does the giant take part? When does right, that thing happen? Um, I don't know. We should uh, we should start shearing this steering this. Um, what are we doing? Steer. I'll we try again. I've had one Dos Equis, guys. Uh, you can tell it's so time that's, for that's no more Dos Equis. So we're this shearing this. Uh, what I meant to say was we should start steering the ship back to harbor here. Uh, you, this is a good time to shout out to at thirty nine dd show on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, Hit us up on Instagram. You can watch full episodes on YouTube. Maybe you're watching this right now. Uh, that'd be weird, right? I'm talking to you right now. Uh, where um, else? Facebook, you can find stuff. Uh, Spotify is a good place to listen to it. Google Podcasts. Come down to 1830 uh, Snack Bar here on Mondays at 9 Clarence Square. And Monday Fun Days. We got a live comedy show before we do this. Lars hosts that. And he's always got some amazing guys. Always got some amazing guys. Yeah, some so knockout performance. Oh, oh, you want to share? Our, our producer's saying share our social medias. Uh, mine's at Lars Classington or hit up at Laughing Vikings. Mine's at Where Is Bob? It's <laughs> not a thing. Bob, what's your? When are you gonna get one? You know, I I'll. Bob's is ours, at 39DD Show. I'm, af I'm afraid of social media. People I don't like find me there and ask me stupid questions. Like, hey, are you my dad? No, Nick. I'm not. <laughs> it would be weird if you turned out you know, to be You know how you can tell? You know how you can tell? Because you're almost my age. And if I was having kids that young, that would be really amazing. Like, medically amazing. Where, I think where you could have, you could have been. I would have been seven years old. What's your uh, social, Trev? Uh, find me at Trey Catch or Trey the Actor, whichever one you prefer. They're Trey Catch or Trey the Actor. We'll link them up. You're probably watching this on the screen right now. Uh, too. Yeah, you, you, you can all find me at I'm not fucking there, so stop fucking looking. <laughs> uh, dot hashtag, you're all twits. Don't fucking bother. Thank you. Uh, we always plug things that either just happened which then is redundant. Yes, cause, yes. Because then it we do. plays later. So if you want to plug anything that's going to happen in the coming weeks, uh, coming week maybe. What's happening next week? Yeah. What's Anyone, what's happening what's next coming week? coming up? Anything exciting? Anything on the horizon? Anything? I am having a boil lance. <laughs> that's just a Check lot. Check it out. Tune in. Behind the scenes. All right.